Hello, and welcome to the Cryptid Zone with your best pals, Jeremy and Lois. That's us. Hello. <laughs> that one's Jeremy. Yeah, it's me. Why Why do you laugh? I just said my name. I said hello. I don't know. I was just giving like a, a fun chuckle. Yeah, that's good. You've got a good radio chuckle going on there. Thank you. Thanks. I practice it in front of the... Well, it would be like the radio version of practicing like faces in front of the mirror. I think it's like sat there with a dictaphone, you know, just like talking into it and then playing it back mm. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I do that. Great. There's <laughs> your phone just full of voice memos, like a serial killer oh. of you being like talking to yourself, going like, ha 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 ha. You're like 300 yeah, and just different voice tones memos. Of laughing. Right, each mm-hmm. one is like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. No, say, saying that, um, I have had to do like several hours of transcription work of me doing interviews for research and I'm now fully acutely aware of the myriad of ways that I can say, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I am the one who edits this show. <laughs> so I can look at a waveform and know that it's you saying, uh, yeah. Uh, I know what a lowest yeah-uh looks like. You may notice there aren't any in the show because I can identify them with laser precision and delete them. See, I don't have to do that. I just have to listen to myself. And what's more is because it's transcription, I listen to myself at half speed, which is even more wow. horrifying. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a... So, oh, so that then you don't have... To, but uh, I have questions. Okay, Does, I've got answers. So I, I, I get that you listen to transcription on slower speed because it means mm-hmm. you don't have to like rewind and listen to things again, right? Because yeah. typing takes longer. Does it make everything sound like a weird hell dimension? Yes, it does. Okay. Uh, particularly, Great. a lot of these uh, interviews happened in public spaces, like cafes and stuff, and so you get like crashing sounds of cutlery. But also, there's a particular interview where there's like a baby in the background, and it's oh, crying. Jesus Christ! Oh no! Taken down to a really low level. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> like, is... do you get like the pitch shift as well, where everything is really yeah. low because and it's, it's really down. low. And that particular interview as well was in um, a cafe that's. Uh, on the balcony in um like a museum and so it just like is this baby's cry that's echoing through this stone building but like pitched really deep and oh, then there's a crash terrible. of some cutlery it is awful i would not recommend it to anybody that, unless yeah that's a nightmare you're a bit unless on the flip what? side maybe you're trying to achieve a really demonic voice effect for a project you're working uh-huh. on here's a hot tip right. yeah just babies yeah they are terrible here's a hot tip babies <laughs> That's never a hot tip. No, absolutely not. That, so no. you swallowing that tea is going to be another thing I have to. Oh, edit I'm out so sorry. I tried to do podcast. it away from from the the microphone. I I, I heard yeah. the gullet go. I heard. The... I'm so sorry. No, I'm you're so fine. Sorry. I'll, okay. I'll leave it um, in for the folks at home. Thank you. Uh, we won't do it anymore because I know it's awful listening to eating stuff. I was thinking earlier that you know I we got to see each other in person recently, which was fantastic. We did. Yeah. It was yeah, great. And it was great. Uh, but the entire time that I was there, I completely forgot to tell you about the vampire hospital across the road from where I live. I beg your pardon? <laughs> right? Excuse me? I was like, how did I forget about this? Probably because I didn't have to look at it every day. Yeah. What? Yeah. I should say, for legal reason, this is an alleged vampire hospital. What? Just in case the hospital sues you? <laughs> yes. Or the vampires. Yeah, well, see, see, this is the thing, actually, is 
If if someone accu- if if you accuse someone of being a vampire and then they sue you for it, that just makes you look more like a vampire. Yeah, but also I feel like they have other tricky ways to get you without explicitly saying vampire. Like I've seen iconic show Angel on air from 2000 to 2005. I know that evil vampires have lawyers. It's true, and often are lawyers. Exactly. So wait, is that true? There are there vampire mm, lawyers. I don't, I don't feel think, like well. Yeah. No, in you're right. Season five. I, I retract my statement. No, season five, I guess. No, but they're not lawyers. Well, no, they just no, work uh, for Wolfram right, right, Hart. Right. This is the thing, right? Is is the, yeah. the vampires are the clients and usually the lawyers are demons, right? That's how yes. that shakes out. Mm, I think that maybe most of the lawyers are human. They just sell their souls. Right. But but yeah. my point is I can't think of a single vampire lawyer from that show. So actually, I'm full of shit. I take it all back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do get more businessmen who are vampires. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so here's the situation. There is, across the road from me, uh, what used to be a private hospital. And okay. Yeah. Uh, it has been closed for as long as I've lived in this flat. So, like, at least a year. I'm not exactly sure when it closed. Okay. And it like it has like fences around the the entrances and everything, like the car entrances and everything. And there's been like the odd light that that was left on, I guess, when they cleaned it out. So then, uh, not too long ago, I got a letter in my in through my through my door that was from mm-hmm. a developing company that was saying that they were having a public hearing because they want to tear down the the former private hospital and build a care home. And so since it's a big project, they've got to bring the public in. Oh, cool. That's fun. Great. The next day, I was walking past this location, and all of the fences were gone, and there were, like, all of these trucks of people bringing stuff in, um, and they changed all of the signage, like, so it was, like, all of the private hospital signage to NHS signage for a location that is nowhere near here, Hmm. and not, like slapped up like this is a temporary thing because at first i was like oh maybe it's just overspill from a local hospital because like this building's here why not but no this was like made to measure over all of the signs for this other hospital um and they were bringing all this material in and there was one of those you know there's like little platforms that's on like hydraulics that goes up and it's like on wheels yeah so it had all of these and there were loads of people going in and out and i was like oh this is weird i thought they were tearing this place down then the next time i walked by it was all gone there's no more signage we're back to the original signage there's like no more stuff whatever but there are still like the which lights are on in the building changes and i've seen people coming in and out a couple of times so but the fences are back as well so you've got these fences that are in like cement blocks people coming in and out there are lights vampire hospital well why why vampires specifically though this is my question cuz i've seen these gone... people coming in and out at night Oh yeah, that checks out. Mm, yeah, because because my original thought was some kind of government conspiracy. Mm, yes, but it could be yeah. a vampire conspiracy. I mean, what if the vampires are the government? Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, we mm, know that yeah. much to be true. I mean, we do know that. Yeah, because then I was also like, well, maybe are they using it for some sort of filming? But I looked up the the locale that had been on the NHS signs, and there's nothing. 
There's no TV shows that take place there. It's a very boring place. Hmm. So, yes. So anyway, so this is this is the status of the vampire hospital. So, uh, important question. Yes. Are the vampires the doctors or the patients or both? Um, I think they're the patients. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of medical procedures do vampires need? Because aren't they kind of immortal? Yes, but um, I mean, I don't know. They won't let me in because I'm not a vampire. Splinters. Mm, splinters. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just like. Maybe it's like a. They've got some counseling or something. Oh, that's um, a good point. Yeah. Or dental, maybe. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, you got to yeah. keep those pearly whites going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep them sharp. Yeah. I mean, I probably don't want to find out because I feel like that's only going to end badly for me. Unless you are the vampire. <gasps> I was the vampire all along. Oh, no. What if it's you? What if you did all this? <gasps> In my sleep. Yeah. It's like a, you know, you know that character from that film that has the other personality. <laughs> oh, yes. That one film. <laughs> Fight Club. that's it Uh, yeah you're edward norton uh instead of creating a a giant fight conspiracy i run a vampire hospital Mm -hmm. yeah but wait so so if the vampires are the patients does that mean the doctors are not vampires is there any requirement that the doctors be vampires uh i don't i wouldn't think so i feel like or maybe they don't start as vampires, but maybe they're turned into vampires for security reasons. Maybe, yeah. Because I feel like it keep... would be difficult for a vampire to go to medical school. It would be much easier to be like, hey, our new vampire hospital needs an oral hygienist. Right. Go and find and a trained you've... oral hygienist. and then Right, sort of... and vampirize them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Mm. Did we say what uh, cryptid we're talking about this episode? No, we're in the middle of the fun preamble. Oh, yeah, but I feel like normally we say and then we go into a bit of fun, I don't, fun stuff. I don't know. Well, you know, if you're not here for the fun preamble, then then we're not interested in having you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are going to get to talk to the crypt- about the cryptid. To the cryptid? That'd be cool. To the cryptid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stay <which> tuned is... <laughs> for <laughs> an interview. Yes. We need to visit more of these places. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the Dover Demon. We will. Yeah. To be clear, yeah. uh, because I didn't realize this at first, this is Dover, Massachusetts, not Dover, England. So if you were leaving, listening to the uh, previous episode wondering why I'm talking about Dover, England, that's why. Because I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> oh, what a, what a strong declaration. Yeah, I'm out here making the bold claims. You know, that's what we need, that kind of maverick attitude. Uh-huh, that's what I'm going for. That's the energy I'm trying to capture. We're talking about the Dover Demon. Of Dover, Massachusetts. Of Dover, Massachusetts. Lois, do you want to give us a little... Yes, so our friend the Dover Demon spotted in 1977. I feel like a hot-button year for cryptids. I feel like we've talked about a whole bunch that yeah. are like late 70s. I I I find it interesting that this one is very specifically kind of localized to like a couple days, and then it's not really heard from again. Yeah, and a couple like main main site. There's like th- what three sightings over two days. Oh, really? I only knew about the original Dover ones. I don't heard anything about Maine. No, no, no. They're all in Dover, but they're like just on this like the same night. Oh, I thought you meant Maine, the state. Oh, never mind. 
You just oh, so what you've done is you've been like ah, we're talking about Dover, Massachusetts. That must mean we're talking about states. Got to be talking about every state. Well, no, no, everything because you were state. like you were like. But then there are the main ones, and I was like, "Wait, there were also ones in Maine." <laughs> no, we're not talking about Maine. <sighs> Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we're talking about Massachusetts uh, on the twenty-first. This, this is gone. <laughs> this is great. This is beautiful. Leave it. Twenty-first, um, twenty-second, April, nineteen seventy-seven. Boo! Every single thing I've read about the Dover Demon lays out the story in the exact same way. I know. Isn't it it's dull? very boring. So yeah. we're going to try and make it spicier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How are we going to do that? <laughs> well, we're going to go we're going to go on some tangents. Great. Great. You know I love a tangent. Uh-huh. I I do know that about you. But we do have to start with the first sighting, mm-hmm. which is uh, William Bartlett, also known as Bill 17 Bartlett. 17 years old. 17. Uh, driving with his friends, going home, and mm-hmm. uh, he's driving, and he sees a thing on a wall by the side of the road, and he's like, the fuck? He's, at first, he's like, this is probably a cat or a dog. And yes. then as he drives around and hits this thing with the headlights, he's like, oh, this ain't no... This ain't no normal animal, what mm-hmm. I know about. It's probably exactly what he said. And then, uh, yeah, so he said it's like gray or white, big old glowing eyes, long tendril-like fingers. Sounds mm-hmm. real creepy. Yeah, and like a watermelon-shaped yeah. head, as he said, yeah. those glowing eyes, and no nose, ears, or mouth. So just yeah, the eyes. real freaky. Yeah. Um, and he, he draws a picture of it. Um, and like signs it and says that he'd swear on a stack of Bibles that he he saw it. It's actually uh, a real good drawing. It's very yeah, okay. creepy. So I was like, this is a very, this is like a suspiciously good drawing. Mm. And after our whole thing with the Owl Man and how it turned out that loads of the drawings were like recreations, quote, 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 of yeah. like the children's drawings, I was a bit like, don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't know if you saw this, there was an article from 2006 in the Boston Globe where they interview grown-up Bill Bartlett. Yeah, I did see this. Yeah, and so uh, he's like a, he's an artist professionally. Right. And he does fine arts, and it's like, I don't know if you looked up his stuff, but it's like really beautiful, and it's that Mm -hmm. like very, like old masters photorealistic stuff. But on his website, he's got all of his various accolades and everything and by this point in his life he was already in drawing programs so i was like ah yeah i love it so much when things check out when you're like why is this drawing so good and it's like oh it's just because this guy was a shit hot artist is why yeah it's yeah it's really cool i i think i i would attribute this drawing a lot of the credit as to why this dover demon has like caught on as much as it has like if if he hadn't been able to draw this cool as hell kind of creepy drawing i wonder if people wouldn't have picked up and latched onto this so much yeah no that's a that's a good point um i also just love that you i don't know that there was an interview out there with like the grown-up version because yeah. i feel like a lot of these stories that we hear they're like this teenager in the 70s saw it and you're like where are they now like it was it's kind of haunting as well right in the sense that when they interview him he's like yeah i'm still sure i saw that and like i wish i hadn't and like people prank yeah. call me at Halloween. It was like like I believe I saw this, but like 
he isn't like trying to persuade people of it. He's just like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I think that freaks me out more than if he was like, no, I saw it and I, you'll never tell me I was wrong, you know? Right, um, yeah. The fact that he's just like a dude like living living his like very, very normal life and he's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm like, oh, buddy, all right. Yeah, it, it's kind of creepy how he, he like sticks to it, but like in a really weary, resigned way rather than <laughs> anything else. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Poor guy. Poor Bill. Uh, anyway, other the other sightings were John Baxter, who was 15 at the time, who said mm-hmm. that he saw it on the same night as Bill Bartlett, and then yeah. Abby Brabham, who was also 15, and said that she saw it on the next night. Right. Um, they all, so they did have... all three drawings. Nobody cares yeah. about the other ones. They're fine. Well, I'm interested in how much... So, so I'm curious about a couple things. Firstly, I'm mm-hmm. curious okay. whether or not the second two saw Bill Bartlett's picture before they drew theirs, because there are some similarities. Oh. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. you can definitely see similarities between these pictures, so I'm curious to know whether they had his reference to go off when they drew theirs. Yeah. What's interesting is is uh, Bill's picture looks like this demon is, like, it's on all fours, but it looks like it's kind of using its front hands to support itself, and, and is kind of mostly walking with its back legs mm-hmm. um the second picture looks like so it's it's now standing up standing on some rocks and holding onto a tree and it's like stood up upright uh on its back legs and then the fourth one just looks like a kind of weird dog yes it really does it, i mean to be fair Abby did not go on to be an artist <laughs> but like when i look at that i'm like you know what if i saw a weird creature and somebody was like draw it that is what the drawing would look like so. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, so I like fair play to Abby. Yeah, I one of the descriptions I saw, uh, like because of this drawing, says that uh, the Dover demon can walk on two feet, but prefers to walk on four. To which I was like, "No, thank you. I don't like things that can choose. Um, <laughs> like commit to one or the other." I, I mean. The like, like, imagine versatile. a horse. Picture, picture a horse. You got a horse in your head? No, imagine I always if a, have horse a horse in my could head. All... <laughs> but imagine if that horse could just be like, "I'm gonna walk on two legs now." You'd be like, "No." I'd be okay with it. Would you? Though? I'd allow it. They'd be so tall. <laughs> uh, imagine just being confronted with that, though. I could deal with it. I mean, you are very tall. I feel like maybe we've got different perspectives I, on uh, our fear I'm of not tall things. Horse on its hind legs, tall though. I'm not I like mean, that. Would probably maybe. be what? Like a miniature horse on its hind legs, fifteen feet tall. How long is a horse? If I Google horse, length, horse, what's going to happen? <laughs> We're about I mean, to find out. I'm googling horse length. Oh no. I'm so worried about this, this what can the results only end be. well. No, it's going to end so poorly. Horse length. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Google actually just gives you an answer for this. Eight feet. Oh, Man, that's not as feet. long as I thought. So this is nose to tail, though. So we're not also taking into account mm-hmm. you need to add on the hind length leg. Hind, yeah, hind yeah, leg length. Do. Which is like very dependent on the horse. It is. 
but, but probably I would, like another I would, like three feet it's probably like 11 12 feet i would comfortably say yeah i felt like my original estimate of 15 feet was maybe a little bit too much maybe not like that much like a big horse that's a that's a large horse yeah but that's still very tall i don't think i'd like it see i think i i could live with that um all right I well i don't have any problem we'll with f- large things in general find a horse and get it to stand up real tall and just i think like i okay if you're listening and you're like, horses can rear up on their hind legs. Yes, look, I know that. I'm talking about a horse being able to just like walk around and do normal horse stuff, but just on its back legs. Yeah. Can't do human stuff, though. It doesn't have like the digits. No, but it could, I don't know, just bash things with its hooves. I would watch horse boxing. <laughs> <laughs> the wistful tone in which you said that. Just really excellence. Podcasting excellence. I really want to watch horse boxing now. <laughs> Underground horse boxing. Hell yeah. Anyway, back to these drawings. Yeah, back to the drawings. Right, so all three of these sightings of the Dover Demon happened in locations when plotted on a map, make a straight line. Um... I looked this up for myself because I was like, that sounds fake. Uh, also, I mm, you can't, like, three three data points is not enough to extrapolate a linear relationship. Yeah, but also, if you look it up in a map, it is exactly a straight line. It's very weird. To, to what degree of precision? Like, enough where I was like, well, I don't, what? No. That degree. I mean, it's the hypothesis that this thing walks in a straight line. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that the hypothesis is that it was maybe traveling somewhere or like, okay, and, and then like, that's why it was seen in those places that it was traversing. But, but it was seen over the course of two days. It must have been going so slow. Maybe it's part sloth. Maybe it's a sloth. Maybe. A giant sloth. I don't, I, I don't buy this as having any meaning. It's just, it's just luck. Okay. You can take because that. Like, I'm into the straight line thing. All right, fine. <laughs> this is the beginning of the schism that tears us apart. Is <laughs> our belief in maps? I believe in maps. I just don't understand this argument. Like, um, I go places all the time. I, I'm going to go to the gym later. I'm not going to go there in a fucking straight line. There's buildings in the way. I got to go around them. Yeah, but, but the Dover Demon was traveling through the woods. Yeah, but... Mm. <laughs> We can take that into account. Do you think it's just sort of like happenstance that it, it happened this way? Yeah, I do. Because because if the Dover Demon was going somewhere mm-hmm. and was like going a long way, we would yeah. more people would have seen it along this line, I think. Okay. I mean... Because like if you have to go somewhere yeah, that okay. isn't even that far away, you don't do it in a straight line. Okay, I do, I do hear that because if it was just continuing in the straight line for like a really, really long time, it would have gotten to a more populated area. Right, okay, right, right. I hear, unless it didn't need to go that far. Yeah, but I don't know. I think at root, my problem with this, as someone who, you know, you're trying to do a linear fit to data, mm-hmm. and three data points is not enough to test a linear fit. Okay, okay, I will. Uh, I'll accept. I'll accept that. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a valid scientific point. We're all about Thank you very much. rigorous examination of the evidence here, so. We are. I take this really seriously. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Anything else to say on these drawings, do you think? Uh, like, they're neat. I'd like interviews with the other people who saw the Dover Demon. Mm-hmm. This 2006 article did have a quote from the sheriff at the time, and he was like, yeah, I don't know about all that, but I know those kids, and they wouldn't lie. And I was like, nice. Fair enough. Yeah. Good enough for me. Yeah, yeah, same. So, theories. Love a theory. Okay. There's one... What's your theory? That... What's my? I don't have a theory yet. I'm not sure. Okay, we're going to go I, through the options. I promise to have one by the end. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so there's one that is, is a baby moose. Yeah, I don't know if I buy this. I, I actually have not looked at any baby mooses recently. Okay, well, but... here, here's my official rating on this theory. Whack. Okay. Here's why it's whack. Explain. One... These sightings happened in April. Mm-hmm. Based on when mooses have babies, any moose would then be a teenager who would be, at this point, more than 600 pounds. Okay, I see. Uh, do they all point have two, babies, like, at the same time? Well, yes, animals in the wild do that. They have, like, cycles, you know? I do, but yeah, I guess. All a right. second thing is that only two moose were reported as being seen in Massachusetts in 1977 and 1978, and both of them were in central Massachusetts, which is not where Dover is. Okay. Also, yeah, it's kind of getting close to... To a town. To a big city. Yeah. It's close yeah. to Boston, right? You don't get any yeah. moose in Boston that exactly. I know of. Yeah, so even if one of these moose had had like a late season baby... They're in completely the wrong part of the Uh state. So that's why that is a whack theory. No good. Yep. Garbage. Denied. There's one that it was um, like a cat or dog. Boring. Uh, There's one that it's uh, like a calf, like a baby cow that's brown colored. Uh, Uh More plausible. Also boring. My favorite. It was an escaped gibbon that somebody had been illegally keeping as a pet. Spicy, I love it. Love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That 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 checks out, honestly. Yes. Also, but, animals but, being in the wrong place of the world is still a cryptid, according to uh-huh. our like whole thing. So dope. Yeah. Question though. Answer. I feel like a main feature of the Dover Demon is like mm-hmm. the whole, at least for me, from a being mm-hmm. creeped out perspective. Is the lack of the nose and the mouth and the ears. And I feel like yes. all these animals have those things. That's also true. Which brings us to another theory, which is alien. Yeah. So this I am I am very much just to just to let you know, I am very deeply uh, a whole alien situation believer. I think the Dover Demon is an alien. I think mm. that's the only logical explanation for this. So just like popped in for like a cu- quick visit and then was like Nah, thanks. Spaceship crashed. Well, so the, okay, yeah. Spaceship crashed. So there's there was no Took UFO a couple of days to like fix. stuff it happens to all of us reported around that time, right? Because it didn't like, like there's no other weird thing. It didn't break up. It just you know. Mm, so Dover Demon had some problems with the engine, parked up, did a bit of repair, yeah. and then left again. Okay, I mean, I accept that. I accept that. I'll take it. Just needed a little pit stop. Okay, I I like that one. That's it. What if it was? An escaped gibbon in a spaceship. Again, the nose and the mouth and the ears. That's watertight. You can't get round that. Yeah, yeah, that's Gibbons true. got that's mouths. True. They do, they do. Gibbons they love got to mouths. Scream. Mm-hmm. They love to scream. <laughs> they got the mouths. You can't get around this. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. I might be joining you in alien camp. It's an alien. Okay. It doesn't have a okay. mouth, at least not on the face. There is also a theory that it is related okay. to like like a fae spirit, right? I love that too. So, yeah, but, spicy. Well, um, no, so here, but uh, yeah, here's, it's, here's... I love its spiciness. Sorry. Okay. Continue. So, this, this Boston Globe article that I keep quoting from, which is called, by the way, uh, Decades later, the Dover Demon still haunts, and it was written by Mark. M- ah, yes, Mark Sullivan. So he goes through and has a bunch of other information about the area and spooky happenings there. And one of the things is that there's this like big old rock in the area where the Dover Demon was sighted, and there have been other sightings of things over the years around this mm-hmm. big old rock. So there is a uh, taken from. A Town History, written in 1914 by one Frank Smith. It says, In early times, this road went about by the picturesque Polka Rock, that's the name of the big rock, which was called for by that name of whom it is remembered, so it's named after a guy named Polka, that amid the superstitions of age, he thought he saw his satanic majesty as he was riding on horseback by the secluded spot. The location has long been looked upon as one in which treasures are hid, but why anyone should go so far inland to hide treasures has never been told. However, there has been at times unmistakable evidence of considerable digging in the immediate vicinity of this rock. So couple things polka is a cool name for a person sure is also did satan come see him because of his cool name maybe maybe if they saw satan at this rock why did they not immediately rename it satan rock and uh, finally did satan bury the treasure do you have any theories okay new theory in talking to you satan did bury treasure there but it's not really a treasure so Mm -hmm. much as an intergalactic geocache and the Dover Demon was yep. there to get the geocache. Maybe it was a geocache. Yeah. Maybe this is just space geocaching. Yes. I think this is... We're onto something. Also, does this imply that the devil is an alien? Uh, I'm 100% certain that there is an episode of Star Trek that exactly claims that. Okay. Which one? Uh, It's... The one in Next Generation where they go to a planet that has somebody who's claiming to be the devil of that planet, like coming to invoke a contract that the people of the planet allegedly made with the devil many, many moons ago. And in establishing itself as the devil, it's like, yes, I am also like the Klingon devil and the human earth devil and everything. Just like the general devil. Yeah. Huh. The more you know. I don't know the name of this Star Trek episode, but I'm, I think it's a season four episode because that's what I'm on right now. Uh, I love your, your knowledge. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. But then this is when Lauren Coleman comes in talking about this rock. Uh-huh. Our good friend. Yep. Uh, so good he, friend Lauren Coleman. Yeah. You know, Lauren Coleman. So he says that the polka stone might actually have been called the puka stone after the fairy folk of Celtic folklore. Now, this is when I started to get into a bit of a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So I was looking up the puka, yep. and the puka is a a thing. A, a it's not it's not like a, a a kind of stone, you know, like right. The puka is like a kind of fairy creature mm-hmm. hanging out in Celtic folklore. 
not really like evil. Same. Yep. They do trick people who are traveling. But actually, okay, this is this is a fun thing to come up as we talk. Uh, one of the ways that it appears is as a as a horse that has a chain that's not attached to anything. Uh. And if you get on the horse, it'll sort of take you for a little ride that you don't necessarily Great. want to go on. And then, but then it brings you okay. back to where it picked you up from. When you say a ride, you don't really want to go on. Like you got on the horse. So you're on the horse, and it just like rides around a bit. You're <laughs> yeah. like horse joy riding. Is the horse standing <laughs> up on its hind legs? <laughs> I hope not. Is that why you don't want to be? I mean, I don't. If but also, like, doing like a. Riding on the shoulders like a little piggyback ride from yeah. this horse. That honestly sounds great. But also in this story, it's like, like you've gotten on this horse that you just appeared, like you just saw this horse appear in the woods and was like, I think I'm going to ride it. And then it just takes you on a ride. Maybe not where you want to go, but like you did get on the horse. It was going to run somewhere. You saying you're not going to just get on the horse? Where is your sense of adventure? I mean, I would. I just think that it's your own fault if the horse has its own mind about where it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the one of the key things is that the puka, in whatever form that they take, are always black-haired. So even if they appear as a different kind of animal, because they are shapeshifters. So the Dover demon cannot be a puka. However, the story from earlier, from Frank Smith, Satan was with a horse. Maybe it was actually a puka. Yeah, that's probably right. However, when I was looking into this, I was like, what are the chances that there would be that level of Celtic folklore embedded into Massachusetts by this time? So then I fell down a rabbit hole of trying to research who settled Massachusetts when. We're talking white people here, of course. Of course. It turns out that for whatever reason, that information is not immediately readily available to me instantly over the internet, and what I could find was fragmented at best. That's my favorite kind of information. That is not my favorite kind of information. <laughs> I just prefer the information to like wash over me and like a and kind of like a confusing miasma. I mean, that's how information overcomes me as well i just like to like inundate myself with too much right yeah so anyway so i was looking this up and um there were irish uh in massachusetts at this time they came over uh i've Mm -hmm. got i've got up so they did start coming over like 17th century you do get a lot of irish coming in uh to the united states however i could not find specifically where they were coming into now we do know of course that there were Lots of Irish people in Boston in American history, which is in Massachusetts. Yes. Huh. You learn something new every day. Are you saying that sarcastically or is it like a real thing? Uh, I'm saying it sarcastically. Okay, good. I can't always tell. I'm in fun fact (laughs) mode. My social skills start to disappear when I'm on a roll with them facts. That's all right. It's all good. This is a safe space. (laughs) Yep. So anyway, so we do have lots of Irish people coming into Massachusetts, but not necessarily into this area. And so then I was like, well, maybe I can look to see when the Catholic diocese was established for this area to figure out when the Irish were here. But the diocese for Boston isn't established until 1808, which is like enough time for by the time Frank Smith is writing in 1914 for it to be like, okay, there's like established 
Celtic folklore embedded in here. However, uh, the Irish people that were mainly coming over to well, to the United States were mostly Protestant. So it's very likely that there would have been a delay in like Catholicism getting enough of a stronghold for a diocese to be established. Right, right, right. So this is all to say I want to know more about the history of Irish settlement in Massachusetts. And that I think that the historic sites of Dover on their websites need more historical information. Well, we should have to make a trip to Boston sometime and, and go through all and of their archives. You're speaking my language. I know. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like, I went on the Dover Church's website. They didn't really have any history. And then there are like, a couple historic buildings in Dover that have... They do have archives there, but they don't actually have the history of the buildings themselves on the websites, uh, which is uh, upsetting for me, who has to know everything all the time, always. I mean, are we saying, in terms of like establishing how long it took for that kind of folklore to propagate? No, no. Uh, so what I'm saying is that, like, you know, uh, Lauren Coleman is saying that, like, polka stone is a bastardization of puka stone so it's like well how long would it take for people to settle long enough to start naming oh, just in things terms of the and etymology. then right. yeah yeah and then it has to be established long enough that the name changes and people don't remember that it changed i see i see I and i just feel like it's a very f- fast turnaround that coleman's claiming i don't trust it yeah that's a that's a stretch yeah. I mean, as we know, I'm not a huge fan of, like, this word sounds like this other word um, sort of conclusions when it comes to our cryptids. I want, like... Yeah, more than that. Yeah. We need to know know how it happens. Precisely. Yeah. Scientific rigor. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, and then it was at that point where I was like, I should probably stop trying to read about Irish people settling rural Massachusetts. I have to clean my house sometimes. I think it's a long way to go for a pretty tenuous link. I don't think there's much there, like in terms of precedent. Yeah, yeah. But if anyone does happen to know lots of things about that, who's listening, please like send it to us because it's nice to know things. It is nice to know things. You're not wrong. <laughs> you got anything um, else in terms of theories? Uh, oh, I think that was the big one. There was a, a me- mentioning in one thing of a connection to a Native American spirit, but I don't. We like to stay away from those sorts of theories, I feel. it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, white people being like, like, oh, "Oh, what if... Yeah, I'm a little bit more okay with the, like, Celtic folklore, because they are people of Irish descent, as opposed to, like... Uh, here's a cool spirit from the peoples who used to live here that we murdered. Let's uh-huh. get rid of the people and their culture, but keep their weird stories. Don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not into it. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, we don't do that here. Uh, I have a very uh, important question at this point. Okay, yes, yeah. Because I went, I went down a little bit of a... Uh, Something struck me. Okay, Ooh, love this, love which this. Which is all of all these people, all these people that that uh, that saw this creature, they're all teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the place my mind went was all these teens having to deal with these monsters. This is like a kind of a Buffy situation, right? Mm. Which basically just brought me to uh, the very important question, which is: What if Buffy was set in Boston? 
What if the entire show is based around Faith? What if Angel was played by Mark Wahlberg? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm so glad Angel has come up for the second time today. Okay, okay. So... Okay. I just what if I just want Buffy, but instead of it being really sunny, it's always yeah. really terrible weather, and everyone is yes. miserable. Yeah, but okay, because Faith is from Boston. So what if we just had a show about Faith, and then her equivalent to Angel is just Mark Wahlberg playing like his character from? Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not talking of- about. I'm not t- talking about like taking the existing. Buffy universe and like shifting the camera over to Boston. Yeah, I'm more interested in taking that entire situation, just that and just entire situation, it up, just like yeah, completely ruining it. Well, I'm on the same track with you. Is that a good idea? It's just that I want to get to see Faith Lahane in leather pants as much as possible. That's really okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, we can we can do that. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Um, no, thank you for that. It's beautiful. I just want to watch Boston Buffy. <laughs> well, they are doing a reboot. Maybe it'll take place in Boston. Hell yeah. That's all I want. Yeah, let's write to them immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodness. Do you think, where would the Hellmouth be in Massachusetts? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like the, the cheap, easy answer is somewhere like Salem. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't know if that's just a little bit too, too easy. Um, I feel like they wouldn't be above that, and I I feel like as as long as they dig into some like deep lore, right? I'd be cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely get some. I mean, there's definitely some witchy shit happening over in Massachusetts. Oh, one hundred percent. Nobody can deny that. Yeah, there's definitely a hellmouth there. Yeah somewhere maybe all of massachusetts is just a large hellmouth maybe that would account for why all the weird yeah yeah no i'm into this i think there's probably one there i wonder if it's established like in buffy canon where all of the hellmouths are probably not i don't know i, I feel like the mm, show only establishes one as being in cleveland yeah yeah maybe in the extended universe but then is that canon who can say well, Joss Whedon does write some of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll look at when the new Buffy show comes out, we're going to be doing an intense watch for any and all mentions of other Hellmouths. And specifically in Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do anything before we do the segment entitled Check In with Monster Quest that in this case does not involve the show Monster Quest at all? Uh. No, you. I want to check in with Monster Quest slash the Monster Quest equivalent for this month. So I was really disappointed because I thought this would be like a Monster Quest-esque. What I actually watched was Lost Tapes, which is an Animal okay. Planet show, which yeah. it turns out is just uh, like a fake Blair Witch show where they pretend as though people are getting attacked by a cryptid. And so the Dover Demon episode was actually extremely meta- and that it involves a guy called Chad Hurless, uh, who decides he's going to make a fake Dover Demon, like, found footage video. Okay. So him and his pals go out into the woods to fake a Dover Demon sighting, and then get attacked by the actual Dover Demon, and all die. And I thought it would be, Wait. like, 
They all die? Yeah. What? The Dover demon kills them all, yeah. Um, Definitely, like, a, a bold use of the source material, because, like, the Dover demon didn't kill anyone, it's just, like, hanging out on rocks. Yeah, just, like, a chill dude. Yeah. No, at some point, they're like, let's go fake this Dover demon sighting, and one of them just has, like, a fucking big gun, like a shotgun, and it's like, ah, can't be too careful. I don't like this at all. Yeah, I thought it would be, like, like funny bad, but instead it was just nothing bad. No. Apart from that guy being called Chad, nothing really of value. Although, they did have, like, cut-out bits to interviews with Lauren Coleman, which was great. Ooh, he had, like, okay, a, yeah. Yeah, he had, he had like, a little uh, claymation or, like, a little clay Dover demon with Ooh, these little fancy. gems for eyes. Yeah, and it was, like, uh, he was, like, moving it around and being, like, check out my cool Dover demon. So, good work, Lauren. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Also, yeah, I don't have much to say on this because it... It, let me be clear, it was terrible, and you should not bother checking it out. Okay, but yeah. during the introduction, it does ask a very important question, which mm-hmm. is, if our eyes see it, if our cameras capture it, does it exist? Oh, uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm also going to say yes. Yes. Unequivocally. I'm going to say lost tapes. That's, that's true, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Now, see, all I did was watch a very short clip from a Destination America show about the Dover Demon. I don't know if you saw this clip. Mm -hmm. It was very poorly acted. No, I usually just, I I like to go for the meaty shows. I want to watch like a 20-minute episode. I don't want to watch like a three, four-minute thing. Yeah, I thought I'd give it a go because it said it had reenactments, which were so poorly done that like... Obviously, this this sighting happened in seventy seven, and they do the whole reenactment of Bill Bart- Bartlett uh, driving his friends, and they're in like a two thousand and three Toyota Camry. Um, Are you gonna dick on Camrys again? We can't keep doing this. <laughs> what do you I have against I my did car? That <laughs> Your car's really nice. The point that I'm trying to make is that it does not look like a car. Welcome From to our new 70s. segment, Lois Hates Camrys for some reason. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but you're missing the point. Are you getting paid by Big Auto? Is Chevrolet putting you up to this? I Character wish. assassination of the Honda Corporation. I feel like the Camrys are just an easy target. Well, aim higher. <laughs> oh, what a burn. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Also, the uh, most important part of this Destination America clip was that it started off with this warning that was like, what you are about to see are terrifying reenactments and actual footage of people hunting these monsters. Do not try to attempt to hunt these monsters because you could die. It's like, c- could could you? I mean, you could like trip. Yeah. Drive off a you road. Could fall over. Mm-hmm. You could break your leg. Yeah, I mean... You could get hungry. Yeah, but I feel like in most of these cases, it's not the actual monster that's going to kill you, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially the Dover Demon, which we, there is no evidence the Dover Demon is anything other than a really like, chill Like, all he does, guy. he stands by the road, he serves, looks. He has the glamest eyes. Yeah, he doesn't... He's he doesn't need to do doing anything. Looks, the work. He's just strutting, strutting through the woods, looking great. Doing the work. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that these are given these videos are giving him a bad rap. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm against them. I agree. Anything else you want to talk about, Lois? Uh, I don't think so. Well, I did put out earlier that um, we were recording and people should send us questions, comments, concerns, or compliments. Um, I don't see any questions, concerns, or any of the other things you just said that I already forgot. Well, on Facebook, we did get compliments. Oh, nice. Thanks. Yeah, or somebody said, we're both real cute. Aww. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I try. Yeah. But I, I, nobody responded to it on Twitter, and they've missed their chance now, so... Yeah. People are faving the tweet about Googling the horse length, but that's all. Yep. So, in the future, if uh, you are listening, you can follow Cryptid Zone on Facebook and also on Twitter at Cryptid Zone, and sometimes when we remember to, we put up that we're recording new episodes, and you can send us things. Yeah, usually we we by the time you see it, it's too late. We remember to do it yep. like as we start as we hit record. And then Saying we that, get a bunch of questions, it's too late to answer. If you are listening to an episode and you hear what we say about the next episode, you can just message us the question in advance. You don't have to wait for the invitation. Yeah, that's true. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. And if you have any suggestions for cryptids, you can send it us that too. Many of you have, which we thank you. I have put all of them on our cryptid list. We will get to them at some point. One day, one year. Mm-hmm. That's um, the dream. But I don't think I have anything else I want to say, really. Uh, I have a couple questions. Oh, excellent. Love it, love it. The first question, I've been trying to do this up top, but I think because there was some debate about the nature of the Dover Demon, we were yeah. doing this at the end, but where would you yeah. rate the the Dover Demon ah. on Eberhardt's cryptid classification list? Yes, so... Oh, I I had to come up with a theory. I didn't have it because you were in you were in extraterrestrial camp. I'm I'm in alien camp because because this is I think okay. most of the classification mm-hmm. uh, conversation is just us deciding what we think the Dover Demon is. I think definitely yeah. rest stop alien for me. Okay, I think geocaching alien. Okay, but we're both going for alien. I think that probably I pro- I don't think this list is granular enough to kind of distinguish between rest stop and geocaching well yeah because aliens are just one category of not a cryptid uh oh you're right they aren't a cryptid i am right like, yeah of course unless they've lived here for a long time but yeah thank, thank you of course I, I'm right. yeah I think, um, I think both of our theories pretty plainly state that these alien yeah. this alien was here for, for like two days max yeah as long as it took to pick up some chips and or mm-hmm. uh, like get a trinket from a box somewhere and replace it with some kind of uh, handmade goods that this alien produced. Yeah. So maybe maybe humans can find uh, this alien geocache. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I think not a cryptid is is our claim. Yep. This is category six of not a cryptid. This is mm-hmm. an alien. Is this the first time we've classified something as not a cryptid? Um, I think it might be. I'm not sure. I feel like one of the things is that it's not encrypted if it lacks controversy. Um, like if nobody's debating about it. I think we put the axe handle hound is not encrypted. I think we just said uh, it was a tall okay. tale. All right, I take it yeah. back. All right, this is definitely our first alien, though. I think so. We might be wrong. Probably not. We've and never if we're been wrong, wrong, don't tell us. Yep, keep it to yourself. 
<laughs> Anything else you want to talk about, Lois, before we ask the final question? I don't think so. Great. No, I don't think. Do you have anything you want to talk about before the final question? I do not believe so. Uh, so, okay. without any further ado, Lois, let me ask you. Would you date the Dover Demon? Okay, this is a big question. It is a big question. Um, earlier, I was thinking about this, and I was like, well, the Dover Demon just seems to, like, I don't know, just sort of, like, appear and, like, chill out in the background and leave. And then I was like, I don't know if I'd want to date mm-hmm. the Dover Demon, because... I feel like you'd like go to a party and you'd like show up for 20 minutes and then just sort of like ghost and he wouldn't even be like, you know what, I, I want to go home and watch Netflix. You know, just for like leave. I don't know if I'm into that. However, now that I've come around to this geocaching theory, the Dover Demon is a hot trendy alien serving looks off for adventure. They have a lot going on I'm under the that. surface. It's like, yeah, they yeah, show up to your so party for 20 I, minutes and then ghost, yeah. but they're not going home to watch Netflix. Oh, no. They're out exploring the mm. universe. They're doing exciting things. Yeah. It's like one of those cool, unassuming people well, that you're like, oh, you you don't really do much. And then yeah. you get to know them and you're like, holy shit, you're doing all this stuff. Exactly. And I feel like maybe they don't come to your party and ghost, but it's like you're having a party. You don't know the Dover Demon. They're just there. Right. You're like, oh, that was kind of weird. I didn't know that person. But then it, like, it turns, yeah, it turns out they were doing this whole other crazy thing. They just had to pop in real quick to use the toilet because right. then they had to go like... Whatever. Yeah. I'm into that. As long as I get to come on these adventures, I would date the Dover uh-huh. Demon. Agreed. Yeah. I think I think yeah. initially seems a little seems a little bland, but then once you dig in under the surface, that's just mm-hmm. you know tip of the iceberg. Yeah, you have like a like a real conversation and you're a bit like, Oh, you got you got personality uh-huh. to go with those looks. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There you have it. The Dover <laughs> we Demon. We would both date the Dover Demon. Yes. Uh, do you want to know what we're talking about next month? Uh, yes, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are talking about Bunyip, which was suggested to us by Steve from Australia. Nice. I don't know what that is, and we'll find out next time. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, we will. As That's always. how it works here. Thank you for, as always, for listening to it. Yeah, for thanks joining us. for putting us in in your ears. Uh, this this in, this outro is is. A mess. Well, we normally say who we are. Okay, so that's Jeremy Hughes, and you can follow him on the internet if you want. Yes. He's going to tell you. Oh, am I? Okay, where? yes. I'm on Twitter, at KnifeWitch, if that is the kind of thing you like. And that is Lois Stone. You can find them on the internet. Yes, you can. Uh, I'm on Twitter much more, uh, and you can follow me at SupitsLois, which is S-U-P-I-T-S-L-O-I-S. Uh, you can follow Cryptid Zone on Twitter, which is at Cryptid Zone. Oh, yeah. We're also on Facebook. Um, you can also email us at enter.the at cryptid.zone. Anyway, you look beautiful today. Yeah, this has been so much fun. I'm so glad you were here with us. Yes. You're just a bright, yeah. shining presence. Absolutely. We're glad you're here and you bring such light to the people around yeah. you. Have a great week. We love you. We do. Goodbye. Bye. Boop, 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 boop. I don't know what that was. I was going to go for it. It's over. It, that, that part's getting cut. All right. That's it. Jesus. I'm going to stop recording now. So am I. Ugh.